last week on the Dice of Thunder podcast. Are we at Rikers? Bring us Rika. Ah! <laughs> Welcome to Crow Corner. Ah! <laughs> Welcome in. I want to sneak into the shield marshals. What do you think? I feel like this is a terrible idea, but please. <laughs> Here, I gotta do some stuff, so uh, tell me about the powder keg punk. The mana storm starts to pick up, and you begin losing your connection to nature. As suddenly as it came up on you guys, it passes. Wow. Next episode of the Dice of Thunder podcast. Every time I get so pumped. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dice of Thunder podcast, where we've been using the rules from Shadowrun this whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise. That's Uh, why. That joke, I'm sorry. That joke is out there for the three people out there listening who get it. That's for you. You're welcome. It's an old old sketch, old bit. I'm not going to explain it. Never again. It's got a courtesy laugh. Never explain art. Never explain art. I know I said that I would be scratching out the uh, useless cold opens, but that mm-hmm. one is funny to the three people who get it. That's, sure. that's sure. all that matters. That's it's that not matters. completely useless. I don't know if they're listening to the podcast yet. <laughs> they will be. They will. They will. That's, you got to operate under the guise that they will someday. Exactly. I like how you said you're going to stop the cold opens, but you literally opened the cold open book to read that cold open. Who said I was going to stop the cold opens? I thought you were you did. You stop guess. I said I would scratch out the bad ones. Yeah. And what I said was that I had written down a hundred cold opens. I scratched out all the bad ones and now I have a hundred cold opens. Yep. Which means there's no No bad ones. ones. Explaining jokes is fun. (laughs) (laughs) If you have to explain it. Yeah. Is it good? I don't know. Maybe the joke then becomes the explanation. Explanation. It's December tw- or it's not you December. Laugh, you it's laugh at musical scales. It's, it's episode twenty-two. <laughs> Holy crap! You know what that means, Brittany? What does it mean, Scott? We're four episodes away from six months of doing this. Oh, <laughs> wow. unbelievable! Yeah. Episode twenty-six will be our six-month graduation. Wild! Like getting wow. graduating from kindergarten. You graduated kindergarten in six months. That's yeah, baby. That's why you're the GM. Yeah. <laughs> 180 days of school. I eat all my saying. crayons. We all graduated <laughs> kindergarten in the I know what months. they all taste like. <laughs> what's your favorite? Dude, those, what's your favorite color? Yeah, yeah those, those, red. Blue, those blue crayons. Mm, mm. Burnt sienna. Mm. <laughs> Definitely red. The poor man's brown. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> Someone used all the brown crayons. Here's one. I'll use burnt sienna. <laughs> <laughs> your picture just looks a little ashy. Yeah. <laughs> it looks a little off. Kind of like mud. Kind of like a red mud. Anyway, this is the Burnt Sienna podcast. Don't spit out your coffee, Greg. Don't do it. All Not over kinda. my microphones. Don't worry, it's tea. <laughs> it's tea. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh, tea. Did you have a biscuit with your tea? Crumpet. Governor. Actually. Uh. <laughs> Governor. Governor. <laughs> That's how all people who drink tea sound like, right? Oh, sure. You know what's funny is you're really good at accents, but you have a terrible British accent. That is not true. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, I, so I categorically bad. deny that. Yeah, that's, that's still bad. It is. 
That was the voice. That was the voice I used for my very awkward character on Big Campaign podcast. It was oh, nice. Yeah, Chessero. Huh? The awkward. Cheerio. Yeah, he's awkward. He is. He's a milk Super awkward. I can tell. He puts you, ice in his milk. You haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> hmm. I have. I, man, you know. It's not because we're a time traveling podcast and it hasn't come out yet. But whatever. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get in my DeLorean and listen to it. Yeah. Go check him out. Big campaign. If you want more of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which all of you do. Love Don't me. deny it. <laughs> I love me some me. Don't love me some me. <laughs> I've probably listened to it a hundred times. I believe that. <laughs> was that Gattleby? Yeah, that was a little Gattleby. Gattleby. listened to it a hundred times. A little Gattleby slipping in there. Oh, Gattleby boy. sounds like he's I've been hanging out. I've listened to that podcast a hundred times. <laughs> Gattleby sounds like he's been hanging out with Jerry Seinfeld. It's getting so good. Yeah. You're Gattleby. I'm so yeah, impressed. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. I practice in front of the mirror every day. <laughs> Look wow. at Scott's face. They say that Scott, an impression is the most yeah. sincere form of flattery. Imitation. <laughs> Imitation, yeah. You have created a monster. What did you say, mockery? Is a... I said impression, because oh. I don't know what I'm saying. That's okay. Works hard. We're playing Pathfinder today. I would like to hear from everyone out there in Thunder Buddy land how your Pathfinder game is going. So hit me up on Twitter, at Dice of Thunder. Let me yes. know, because I would love to hear it. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, there was a mana storm. Yeah. Came through all hot. All my magic fell up my butt. <laughs> yeah. Everybody everybody got... Uh... Just that. <laughs> we're, ba- we're back on anal leakage, folks. Uh, yeah. We never it left. It didn't take very long. Yeah, right. We never left. It's never far. It's always... <laughs> it's never <laughs> far. <laughs> right behind the corner. <laughs> anal leakage. Nobody's safe. No one's safe. <laughs> Oh, now I gotta take my sweater off. <laughs> a name was whispered on the magical wind to our magical powerhouse, Ustrasila. Ustrasila. Ustrasila? Ustrasala, I thought you said Ustrasala. I said Ustrasala, and then I went back and read a few things, and it's definitely Ustrasalsa. Extra salsa, extra salsa, ultra salsa, mango ultra salsa. Oh, I love the mango salsa. Smells like a really posh LA like bistro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) you guys going to ultra salsa? No, oh, can't wear shoes in there. Made with made with free range veggies. Yeah, my favorite part about ultra salsa is that they'll put in whatever protein you want as a supplement, like sawdust. Yeah, bro, it's my favorite supplement. Sometimes Salas. I just like to wring out my cheese over my salsa. Like, like ostrich fingernails? So organic. <laughs> Brah. Brah. Do you even ostrich fingernail, bro? <laughs> We're going in and out of so many different happening. characters. <laughs> this is a ridiculous show. Just keep listening. It gets better. We do love you, Thunder Buddies. And we're playing Pathfinder, and here it comes. So. I, I eat my salsa with a spoon. <laughs> like a well, I don't even use a chip. <laughs> I put it in a shot glass. I think Gattleby needs to have his own, you know, podcast. I listen to that. Gattleby. I follow that. Yeah. Yeah. Gattleby yeah. Gab. Yeah. Gattleby Gab. Just Gabby and Gabby. Gabby and Gattleby. On the next Dice of Thunder Presents 
<laughs> yes. yes. Spinoff show. It'll be Gavin with Gattleby. Uh, yes. I'll have like just an awkward interview show, but yeah. like in yeah. character with Pathfinder, like Galarian celebrities. It'll be, we'll do it. Like it, this week. We'll do it in the format of Brule's Rules, but yeah. it'll be with Gattleby. I'm your host, Vashon Gattleby. Well, I was going to say, or Between Two Ferns. Between yeah. Two Ferns. <laughs> yeah, there you go. With me today was Phoebe Dunsmith. <laughs> Phoebe Dunsmith. Your parents were divorced at the age of three. How and why was that your fault? (laughs) 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 All right. We're playing Pathfinder. There was a mana storm. You guys were talking to Vashon Gattleby at the the end of the last episode, and uh, he he threw it all away and said, we'll see you next week. So the question that you put out to Vashon Gattleby was... What the heck just happened? Because we just experienced this mana storm. So Darnayru said, oh, what was this curious event that we just experienced? Well, that was a mana storm. Mm. That's one of the things you have to be careful of living out here in the mana wastes. There are ways to predict it, but you can never see more than a couple of days into the future. It's like predicting the weather. Unless you have precog. That only <laughs> counts for 30 minutes. Uh, how, how can you see if they, uh, how do you know if these storms are coming? How can you kind of predict them, like you just said? So the uh, Gattleby doesn't necessarily know this. He just lives in the city and so sure. follows the uh, the predictions, right? On the news. Uh, on the news. It, it's literally uh. what it is, is. It's a sheet that's published daily that provides. Oh, they actually have a yeah, weather forecast. Yeah, there's a weather forecast that gets cool. you know sent around town, kind of like a newspaper subscription. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What was the name of the forecaster uh, that we decided on? I, I said his name was Blix Blazer. Yeah, Blix Blazer. Blix Blazer. Which was a uh, play on words for the Blix Elementary School. It's right around the corner from our house. <laughs> They're the Blazers. Nice. So, you know, Tacoma. Blix Blazer. <laughs> Great city. The Great City of Tacoma. We're expecting a cold front and bringing in mana storms. So Blix Blazer always wears a blazer and has a toupee that's not fully forward on his head. It's just kind of sitting back so yeah. you can see it peeling off he's a little a, bit. He's a gnome. <laughs> And yes. and uh, and styles his hair that way on purpose. Yes, oh, nice. he, wears, he thinks it gives him some sort of like clout. And he wears a suit that's like too big. Yes, yeah, like a kid wearing a. a yeah, his, big he can't see suit. his hands, and when he his, when <laughs> yeah. he talks, yeah, and he has human <laughs> veneers. Yeah. yeah, big bright white big, teeth, the biggest ones, but they're like human sized right. veneers, not yeah. gnome sized right. veneers. Yeah. yeah, big old hey, chicken mouth. Cha, cha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Blix Blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Something, sure. Yeah, this is how you do it, folks. This yeah. is how you make an NPC up on the spot. Yeah, there you go. It's perfect. <laughs> Love this guy. So uh, Gattleby will add at the end. It's important if you have any kind of a magical connection, especially a divine one or an arcane one, that you're aware of when these storms happen, because they can wreak havoc. Is there anything we can do to maybe protect ourselves from the effects? Hmm. If there is, the best thing to do is stay inside the city of Alkenstar, especially during a storm. Mm. There it is. That's our only protection. Is there any way for us to know when the storms will be coming? <laughs> well, there <laughs> is. Look at the weather report. That's the weather. <laughs> whatever powerful. Were you really, Hold on. Were you really <laughs> just not listening? Yeah. No, okay. I was. I was trying to open it up for a joke, like tune in Tuesdays at six p.m. Oh, for 
Yeah. Yeah. Blazer, what oh. He was. I was, and I was picking up I'm on what he was saying. You guys yeah, said like, oh, your joke. Turn it being dumb. Let's laugh at it. That's where you guys went. Yeah. Just, well, I was like, was, oh did he seriously God. not hear the whole explanation? So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, behind the curtain, in this adventure path, Bronze Time and Surge Time is not written in the way that it's written in the Impossible Lands book. Okay. okay. So Impossible Lands tells you how to build weather projections into your campaign. So if you're a GM and you want to challenge your players with this unpredictable mana storm, you can do that, and it just requires that you then keep track of things like the time of day and how long you go out and adventure. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's called DARPA. Yeah. <laughs> For the purposes of, of our adventure path, the, the mana storms are story elements like what cool. I did. So there may or may not be any warning, or you may be in a situation where you got plenty of warning, but you can't get away. It and you got to deal vary. with it. And you That's just got to cool. deal with it. All right, Shumfollow 5. Enough dilly-dallying. Shumfollow 5. Okay, so we know about the mana storms. Yep. Um, we need to keep gathering information. You had a kind of a day full of failed checks to gather information. You want to hey, take another stab at it? Thanks for rubbing yeah. that in, but yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm just reminding everybody <laughs> what happened. I actually would like to just stay at the Barrel and Bullet Saloon. All right. Um, kick my feet up and just a little small talk with the you guys are folk. you guys are sitting at the barrel and bullet saloon and a familiar face walks through the uh, the double swinging doors and and it's a uh, Wilbur Olfar. <gasps> Wilbur! Hey! And he goes, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Oh, I think thank you, thank you. And he goes and he takes his usual spot at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Good he just old looks at you and nods and walks away. <laughs> Thanks. And walks away. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, and as he's he's sitting there, he says, "Hey, hey, Kairos. I'm assuming you're out there as well. Is yeah. that safe?" Hey, hey, Wilbur. Hey, I've got a question for you, friend. As you've been wandering around town, yeah. have you come across any <laughs> individuals containing uh, a thorough mechanical aptitude? That's on Gallaby. Want to meet him? Oh my gosh. Well, oh boy. Give him a fake name or something. What, we, we like what is over. what is he good at? Uh, he might be good at mechanical stuff. So you don't. You're not sure? I don't want to tell you. Is right that now. the alchemist that Phoebe has hiding in the back? No, no, no. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need anybody like that. I'm talking someone who knows his way around a scrapyard. My thing. <gasps> I was thinking. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I got a bigger hint. Do you no, know any thinking, friendly goblins who right, might be able to say Either Gomac or. Um, Lord Glass. No, no, no. What's her name? Uh, Muncie. Muncie. Muncie's the probably yeah. the one. Muncie. You want to meet Muncie. Well, who's this Gomac feeler? <laughs> okay, it's not Muncie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, would you be willing to introduce me? Sure. And uh, Bounder opens the sack, and Gomac pops <laughs> out of the bag of holding. There's a callback I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Gomac pops out. Would you out? be willing to introduce me? Legitimately? <laughs> yeah, we got to actually take him to the, yeah. the scrapyard and introduce him. Oh, he's not okay. talking to me. He's talking to you two. <laughs> I'm talking to anybody who's yeah, the group's there. Oh, we'll yeah. take you for a fee. <laughs> a f- a, like a finder's fee? Uh, introduction fee. Um, <laughs> an introduction fee? Yes, it's a fee that you pay when we introduce you to someone you want to be introduced It's a new to. business we have started called yes. Friend Finders. It's, uh, it's, we find it's, you friends for money. We call it social media. <laughs> It's going to be all the rage. You know what? That sounds like some kind of invention that would tear down society. (laughs) (laughs) I think you might be right. You are very insightful. Well, I do trust you fellers awful lot and your little blue friend there. So I tell you what, I'm I'm willing to pay. What's the cost of this service, this introductory headhunting marketing service? For you, 
Ten pieces of gold. Let's do ten pieces of silver instead. Make it fifteen, you got a deal. Fifteen pieces of silver, deal. Deal. <laughs> that really just happened. <laughs> do you guys want to take Wilbur out to the to the whaling scrapyard? Yeah, let's take Wilbur. Somehow uh, Duvall got fifty pieces of silver out of this. Yeah, this is this is so <laughs> amazing. Do anything for free, okay? We're not. So you guys wander back over to the scrapyard. Do 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 do. Yes. With Wilbur in tow. Wilbur in tow. I'm holding. Okay. His so as you show up to the scrapyard, of course there's a there's this pile of junk that's sort of moving and jumbling and bouncing around, and then out pops that all familiar goblin face. Go Mac. He's smeared with grease. He's got a he's got a giant wrench in his hand. Oh, oh, hey, those are my friends, the Longshanks, that I like so much. Hey there, Go Mac. It's so great to see you again. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm good. I'm just out here doing scrappy stuff in the scrapyard, and I'm looking for things for the Lord of Glass. Ah, uh, well, we have a friend we'd like you to meet. A friend of ours named Wilbur. Uh, uh, hello there. Uh, my name's Wilbur Olfar, and I'm I'm looking for a scrap mechanic. And these friends of mine, the, the Shum Fallow Five, they said that uh, you might be able to help me with that. Uh, now now I'm playing with myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that uh, I guess uh, that uh, depends <laughs> on what you need. Well, what I need is uh, uh, someone that could help me with my airship. Ooh. An airship? An airship. Ah. <laughs> Makes more sense. Yep. Hair, hair ship. It's, uh, <laughs> what he said. Uses the power of hearing to fly. <laughs> <laughs> runs on sound. <laughs> runs on, runs on sound. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, uh, <laughs> do you, uh, you guys have made the connection. You leave the two of them to sort of chat, or do you have any questions? Um, I mean, I want to hear this out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to act it out. <laughs> need my 15 gold. Oh, so he pays, pays you his 15 silver pieces. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, this guy, this here Gomac feller looks like he might work out just fine. Uh, Wilbur, do you, uh, so you have an airship? Well, I do. What do you have that for? Well, I, I mentioned to my friend Kairos here when I met him that I'm a traveler of sorts. And uh, there is an airship dock here in, in mm. Alkenstar. And, uh, yeah, I've got my... My airship, the Armstrong, is docked there. What is currently wrong with the Armstrong? Well, currently, it just doesn't have enough crew. Oh. oh. Everybody that I flew here with was uh, coming here. It was a one-way trip for everybody except me. I don't. I'm not. I don't live here in Alkenstar. I'm just a traveler. You are not. Uh, perhaps attempting to remove Gomac from our story, are you, GM? Not at all. <laughs> no, no. Just making sure. <laughs> So it sounds like you have no no crew. I have no crew at the moment. That, that's what I'm trying to remedy, and thank you guys very much for plugging me into my friend Gomac here. I think we're going to get along just fine. Where are you voyaging to? Where are you going? Well, at this point, wherever the winds take me. Wilbur, just a, a small question. Do, have you heard anything more of the powder keg punks? Well, powder keg punks, you say? Oh, yes. Maybe. Uh, roll a... Probably a uh, diplomacy check. Diplomacy. I got a uh, fi- uh, fifteen. Well, the uh, yeah, I heard about the, the powder keg punks. You know, uh, I've been here in the city for a while now, and there was a 
a couple nights there where I was a little bored. I was looking for something to do, and somebody recommended that I go check out the old Hot Foot Hippodrome over there the near the Ironside Quarter. The Hot Foot Hippodrome. Pretty lively place. Yeah. And, and, and once I, I stood in line and I paid the cover fee, I went inside, and there was a lot of really great trap music. I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh. Turns I bumped into a few of those guys calling themselves powder keg punks. I can I can show you where it is if you like. Yeah. We will oh, yeah. very much appreciate great. that. Great. Well I'm gonna get Mr. Gomack's contact information. I'm gonna head back to the old barrel and bullet saloon. If that's all right with you guys. Yes, very much so. Thank you. Alright, they they exchanged LinkedIn um, <laughs> usernames. Yes. Gomack's still on LinkedIn, huh? <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> does he does he does he pay for the like I'm on LinkedIn level. Premium. Pre- yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. I saw you checked out my profile. That's weird. <laughs> His name is Scrapmaster. Scrapmaster. Scrapmaster 420. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a new place to go to. Are we going to go there right away, or what do you guys want to do? I think we should go there right away. Let's see what's up. Roll. I'm down for that. Okay. All right. So you, you guys head over to the Hotfoot Hippodrome in the middle Hot of the day, foot. and it's all closed up. Oh, because it's a nightclub. It's a nightclub. Okay. Uh, can we do uh, just kind of a uh, scout around the building? Sure. Or case the joint? Yes. Uh, what do I got to roll for that? Just Let's roll a roll perception whatever. check to Let's search. See. Yeah. Anybody who wants to roll that, go ahead. 15. 15. 28 total. 28? Goodness. I'm not going to bother. All right. So are, are you saying I rolled a 17. Okay. Uh, sorry, 16. So Luton, uh, in her search around the building, uh, sees that it, it's really a normal business. It, you know, from the outside, it appears to be exactly what it is advertised. It's it's a nightclub, and you see that there are a lot of scorch marks and burn marks on the exterior wall, and you there's a general smell of the place that's like fireworks that were just lit off. But it's constant, and there are no fireworks going off. Yeah. So, you think maybe there's probably something smoldering inside somewhere. Awesome. <laughs> the the door is so, locked up tight. Sorry. Uh, Luton says to everybody, "These are the same marks from the uh, alchemy shop." Mm. Yeah, you would notice. Uh, yes, they are the seems same. Seems to be powder punk keg powder keg punk activity. We definitely. She is correct. We definitely need to uh, explore this more. Uh, do we want to like try to go in there off hours or I during do. hours? Ooh. You want to start go, I, or do you think we should go on a normal day and just kind of be one of the dudes, and then maybe the next day decide I think we're gonna, it'd be like, fun. break in? I think it'd be fun to go under, like, go undercover during At the normal night. business I mean, hours. The club don't start popping until like two, so right. <laughs> it's a long time. Take a little nappy nap and eat some that cereal. That's right. Said, yeah. uh, what was it? The last bell before sundown. That was on the back of the Longhorn Lounge. Right. Okay, that's yeah. the other place. Maybe we, Never should mind. Go, maybe we should go there first. Next. And, and then hit the club after. Hey, we had a full day, guys. That like a good night. Let's go club hopping. <laughs> okay. Since now we know where it's at. Does it only have one entrance, by the way? That's what I really wanted to know as well. The Hotfoot Hippodrome only has one entrance. Cool. That is correct. It's one floor that we know of. It's a it's a large warehouse, so it's, yeah. the building is three stories tall. Cool. It, you know, so you aren't able like to rave. really get a good idea of what it looks like on the inside yet until you go in. We could go back to the Bullet and Barrel Saloon, see if we can f- listen in on any other conversations before we go out. 
Okay. You know. I'm down for any of that. Because yeah. we were, we got there, and then Wilbur was like, hey. Wilbur Olfar. Hey. Then we left. So I don't know if we want to still go back and do what we were planning. We got time. Let's, you, yeah, yeah let's you, can, go there. you can continue to gather information. That is acceptable. So then, okay, we'll go back there, and uh, I'll do what I said I was going to do, which is small talk with the common folk to gather some information. All right. So you guys are hanging out at the Barrel and Bullet Saloon. Yeah. Now, as you're... You're hanging out there, um, talking with patrons and Phoebe, and occasionally Vashon Gattleby comes in, and, and Wilbur's pretty much there all day long, uh, nursing a, a mug. But at some point during the day, the door to the Bullet and Barrel Saloon bursts open, swinging wildly on its hinges. A middle-aged human man wearing a dusty traveling cloak and the look of many days on the road strides through the doorway. He pulls back the hood over his head and reveals a stern face with cropped blonde hair and intense blue eyes. He scans the patrons of the bar until his eyes come to rest on a familiar hooded figure wearing a mask with a strange glow behind his eyes. In a flourish, the young man throws off his cloak and reveals a full set of polished plate armor. Runes glittering with magic run across the surface of the armor. But the suit is not complete. The right shoulder pauldron is missing, giving this man an asymmetrical appearance. (laughs) In a swift moment, the stranger rushes across the bar, draws a sword, and then holds it at the throat of Balnor. (gasps) (laughs) Foul monster! You thought you could hide out in the mana wastes? Balnor slowly turns around to face the blonde man, putting his index, index finger... On the tip of the sword and slowly pushing it away. You, you must have me mistaken for someone else, friend, though. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that right, Malchius? You cover yourself in rags, but I know the beast underneath. The man stabs Balnor's finger away with his sword, and with a flick of his wrist, he cuts back Balnor's cloak. Beneath the cover is the unmistakable missing shoulder piece from the stranger's armor. Mm. Melchius. You called me Melchius? For a moment, Balnor's gleaming eye dims and he shakes his head for a long, dead memory comes back to life. In that moment, he remembers the man standing before him. His hair, his piercing blue eyes. He shakes off the memory. Your grain Albrechts. It can't be. You've been... Been what? Been what, dead? Is that what you were going to say? Garanald Brex is dead. You killed him. Forty years ago. I am Garanald Brex III. And I have followed your trail. Across all of Aviston and Garund. To deliver vengeance. And take back my birthright. And he taps the missing piece of his armor. Welded to Balnor's chassis. I suggest you leave. Your grandfather was trafficking slaves. Specifically, he likes to round up gnomes going through the bleaching because they didn't put up much of a fight. Besides, I have no bounty for the offspring of a contract I've already claimed. And Balnor slowly turns his back on the man. Liar! Don't you turn your back on me! You took my grandfather from me while I hid under the bed, not five feet away! Face me, creature! 
Baldor's head hangs slightly at the mention of a witness to one of his contracts, but he does not move. Fine. Have it your way. I wanted to give you an honorable death, unlike the one you gave him. <clears throat> Garinald raises his sword over his head to bring it down on Balnor's neck. And then just then a loud gunshot explodes from behind the bar and the sword goes flying out of his hand. All other sounds stop in the Barrel and Bullet Saloon. Every patron in the place has locked their eyes on the two figures at the bar. Now, gentlemen, there'll be no bloodshed or coolant spilled in my bar. <laughs> Take it outside. And Phoebe Dunsmith appears holding a shotgun with the barrel still smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Then we shall duel. I am prepared to fight for honor for myself and for my family. Ooh. Are you monster? Balnar slowly stands up removes his mask and looks at Greynald with his glowing green eye and says, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Garinald removes his traveling pack and reaches inside. He pulls out a gunfighter's belt, complete with holster and pistol. With a sneer on his face, he begins walking outside and clipping the belt around his waist. <laughs> Balnor keeps his distance, and the two make their way outside. The two figures reach the middle of the street, and as soon as they do, a voice cries out from the crowd. Hey! Hey, they don't have a permit! <laughs> <laughs> we need a government official! Well, well I'm, I'm a government official. The voice of Wilbur Olfar fills the air. Well, yeah, ever since that old rigmarole on the uh, bridge with the shield marshals, they made me an honorary deputy. Now, it is my responsibility to inform you that a cup of tea is an acceptable alternative to dueling in these here parts. <laughs> I'm afraid a cup of tea will not settle this, Wilbur. As he says this, Balnor doesn't take his eye off of Brex. Well, uh, very well, then. Looks like we have a good old-fashioned shootout. Wilbur retreats to the crowd, leaving Balnor and Garinald in the street. Brex finishes lashing the gun to his hip. He stands gleaming in the midday sun. His polished armor and cropped hair stand out like a beacon among the smog and noise of Alkenstar. A tense moment passes between the two. Say when. <laughs> Garinald Brex curls his lips in disgust and stares directly into Balnor's soul. His finger twitches on the grip at his side. He reaches down for the pistol and drags it out of the holster. A single shot rings out. In the split second it took for this man to draw his pistol, Balnor pulled the Giselle oh off his back and sent a single round right between his eyes. Ooh. The body falls backward onto the smokeside street. Garinald Brex III was no more. Balnor strides over to the body and kneels. Shame. He snaps his fingers and ignites the cutting torch in his hand. No sense in wasting this. And he proceeds to cut the matching pauldron off of the dead man's armor. Whoa. Cold. Uh, this will be handy too. And he removes the runes etched across the rest of the suit. 
And with that, Balnor receives a plus one armor potency rune. Hey! Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's my employee. Well done, Balnor. <laughs> well, who's going to clean this up? <laughs> you are the government official here. <laughs> I wish Balnor would shoot like that in combat. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Dang. All that Same. cool role playing for his benefit. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. That was amazing. That was great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. yeah, that the music they have for that is just beautiful. It's just fun. It's amazing. Well, you just killed a man. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> Feels pretty good about it. Got him. Got him new yeah. That is awesome. Bellman and it's cool because a matching set of pauldron I was going to say, armor. there's more history behind your armor pieces on your chassis. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is so cool. So you guys kind of head back into the... Do you go back inside? Yeah, back inside, but I'm like, I like side-eyeing Balnor because <laughs> I'm <a little> scared. <laughs> so as you as you go inside, Phoebe will say, what was all that business about then? Some unforeseen business associated with uh, an old client. An old Mark. Well, I, I mean, that kind of thing happens, I suppose. Man, just... I really appreciate you keeping it out of me establishment. It it seemed, though, that you had forgotten about it, Balnor. What is that about? There are many things I don't recall. I couldn't even tell you how long I've been alive. The man that Brex was talking about, his grandfather, was an old bounty that I completed some 40 years ago. I didn't expect to come back to haunt me now, though. You hear a voice from behind the bar say, Just got really old! (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, Gatelby might want to be a part of this conversation. (laughs) He's definitely not listening. I imagine that that Gatelby has a setup kind of like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, (laughs) where there's like a back behind the wall, and, and Eddie Valiant and Roger are like behind the the wall yeah and the judge comes in christopher lloyd he's knocking on the he's like knocking yep <laughs> shaving a haircut on the wall yeah that's what i imagine gattleby's setup is like <laughs> sounds accurate yeah a few times christopher lloyd is a bad guy a good bad guy a good bad great yeah. bad guy a well-acted but anyway uh th- th- so yeah that's Gattleby. it just so happens that's in between jobs i'm always searching for information about my past and my people, is there anything you can tell me that would help in my search to recover lost memories? Well, it's it's possible. I know that the the Jiska Imperium was the first human kingdom in in Galarian to establish itself uh, after the Earthfall. So if you're if you're a historian, then what you know is that uh, there was an event several thousand years ago. Where the sky fell, well, kind of literally. Sorry, I'm reading. Well, I was gonna say because <laughs> yeah. I should no, no, pop no, in. Good. Okay. Well, little, little's known. If you guys can jump in whenever you want. Yeah. Well, um, only spatterings of information remain about the Jiska Imperium. It was a once great culture down here in the continent of Garund. Did Did you say a human settlement, though? Oh, I did. I am not looking at the human, my friend. Well. You're looking at the soul of a human. Oh. Oh. How did this transformation happen? Yes, tell us. Well, not much is left to know about it because it's not something that can be done today. 
the technology has lost the time. Which Did it is... get destroyed during Earthfall? Or Skyfall? Earthfall? Whatever? <laughs> it's either, the Skyfall it's Earth? either Earthfall or a James Bond movie. <laughs> Which one are you going with? Nerdfall. Yeah. Earth rise into sky? <laughs> Earthfall. What I know, which may help you, Mr. Balnor, recover your memories, is that the Jiska was so advanced that they learned how to take the soul out of their flesh and blood body and put it in a crystal. Wow. Are you sure I can't look at that? No, thank you. I, uh, I don't need any, any more inspection of my Give him a little peek, Balnor. <laughs> Give him a little peek. I wonder, Galby, though, there's a a number that is drilled into my very being. A number? Is it six? <laughs> no. Is it seven? <laughs> it, is it closer to seven? Does the number negative two, four, eight, six mean anything to you? Well, I believe that's how you open the hatch on the island in the movie Lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such a good callback. Is that right? No. no I love it. I love what you did there. Oh, I know that that's even numbers. Uh, two, four, eight, and then six. But they're not in the right order. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know you. that two times four is eight. I know that eight minus two is six. And I know what negative is. Well, that's it. <laughs> so you basically don't have any great ideas. Not at the moment, but that's what research is for. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, thank you for your time. If there's anything I can do to be more help, let me know. Gattleby, uh, I have a question. Do you know if there is any leftover technology from this civilization? Well, you can find it all over the place. All over Garund, typically, and in parts of Aviston. Anywhere you see an automaton like our friend here, what you should know about them is at some point they were flesh and blood, just like me. Each one. Every single one of them. Wow. This is mind-blowing. But it's also sad because there are no children. Ah, that is something I had not considered. How they, many... They aren't able to procreate. How many are remaining in the world? Well, I don't know. Could be thousands somewhere, hidden. Could be millions. Could just be our friend. Can current humans turn into these creatures? I'm sure there's a way, because as you can see, it's been done, but I don't know what it is. Can it be reversed? Well, I guess not. Well... Anyway. I think that if you want to find out more about that, you should talk to a cleric. Someone who is more divinely inclined. Mm. Hey, that's a good band name. Divine divinely inclined. <laughs> band name, I call it. Downward, do you have any <laughs> memories at all left over from being human? I can only remember things from the past 200 years or so. Before that, I don't know. There, I've found ancient texts, rumors, stories about the Jiska and my supposed people, but I'm still trying to find out who I am. Why I'm here. You don't remember your family at all, do you? I couldn't say if I even had one. Wow. Oh, I'm gonna cry the saddest tears. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. That's it, it seems as though a lot was lost at Earthfall. And, and after Earthfall, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, this is cool stuff. I mean, I, I love this nerdy nonsense, but Duval fell asleep. Someone, you kick him? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, I closed my no. eyes so I could be there. Ah, nice. I'm a visual thinker. Well, um, do you want to take a, an opportunity to roll a diplomacy check for anyone else in the bar to continue looking for information? Yeah. And get us that. back on Can our Can we see if there's anyone task? that looks interesting to talk to? Sure. Okay. So uh, roll a perception check. Okay. Oh, and this is a side thing real quick. Uh, Ew, put that away. I can do this off <laughs> I can do this off air. I need to buy uh, ammo from okay, somewhere. Go ahead and just buy it. Okay. Subtract. Yep. I got 11 Subtract total. the gold. Text the Greg. I only rolled a 10 total. Nine. Would you like to participate in this <laughs> epic failure of perception? Uh, it's yeah, not very here. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Nope. I don't want to participate. Good Lord. I know. <laughs> so you don't see anybody of... <laughs> Any particular... What'd you roll? One. I <laughs> should have known. Uh, you don't see anyone that stands out as like a... Uh, oh, it's going in the dice jail. Dice there it jail. Goes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been in there before. It too. has. This is a frequent flyer. So the, uh, the bar is not currently presenting anybody that looks like they're a gangbanger, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that doesn't mean you can't just... Can we just eavesdrop yeah, and sure. see what we so, hear? So uh, roll a uh, diplomacy check. Okay. Ms. Luton. 17 on the die plus that's 9. That's a good roll. Nice. Wow. That's a monster roll. 24? Yeah. 26? How does math work? Yeah. 26. 26. <laughs> <laughs> like this? Minus 2, 4, 8, 6? Um, there are some some patrons in the bar who um, you talk to them about which one, what do you want to talk to them about? Like, which I, one I of the leads do you want to hear conversation? Oh, okay. So you're just trying to eavesdrop yeah. on some stuff. Yes. And, yeah. You're not picking up anything, just eavesdropping about any of your leads, right? Okay. Your three leads right now. You've got the hot foot hippodrome, anything else, Riker's reagents and the longhorn lounge. You may have to directly engage with somebody. Okay. Do you uh, want to say, say sure. something? Just in, you're in, in, I, I, you're putting yourself in conversation. You know, you're just hanging out at the bar, having a yeah. good time. How about and you how say, about that mana storm? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to no one in particular, <laughs> and they're like, "This is a dwarf." Like sure. guys hanging out at the bar, and they're like, "Oh, that was pretty. It was an intense one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 it was." The <laughs> <laughs> so Luton says to the dwarfs. Sure. Um. Do you guys ever hang out at the Longhorn Lounge? Is it nice down there? I've, I've never been there myself, but I knew our at those over there on the sky side. Very fancy place, you know. Uh, you know, it's funny, but... Uh, Can didn't... anyone understand? Yeah, it's a fancy place. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm drunk. What do you want from me? <laughs> well, uh, you know... Recently, though, as fancy as that is, I heard that some of those powder keg punks were there oh. trying oh. to break into the place. Do you know why? I don't. I just know mm. that for a, such a well-to-do hoity-toity establishment over there on Skyside to have a bunch of gangsters breaking in was very, very odd. Makes me not feel safe. I thought they were gentrifying that neighborhood. <laughs> There's hobos that snort gunpowder hanging out at the 
I don't know. Maybe I don't want to go there after all. Darren Iru overhears this conversation and comes up, and it seems like these Paltar keg punks are up to no good. Do you have any uh, uh, idea if they were successful breaking in? I don't know if they were successful or not, but they should try to bring in a monkey with clockwork arms. A monkey with clockwork arms? Yeah, I know. I was just as flabbergasted as you, friend. A I... monkey? <laughs> Clockwork arms. arms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they definitely are doing some interesting things. Uh, Do you know anything more about these powder keg punks? Well, I know that the shield marshals showed up to that little incident there and ran them back across the bridge. What? Okay. That's about it, though. Strange happenings in town. (laughs) 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 And the lead flies away. There it goes. But... That's you good. spend the rest of the day there, and it does. It's getting longer in the day, so you can you have your choice here. You can go check out the Longhorn Lounge now. You can go to Hotfoot Hippodrome later. You can wait until night. Go to the Hippodrome. So my my vote is that we go Longhorn Lounge, and and then we go to uh, the Hotfoot Hippodrome. Yep, Hotfoot yeah. yeah. in the evening just to kind of scout everything out. Okay, so it's the afternoon. You head on over to the Longhorn Lounge and. Uh, Phoebe, as you guys are kind of packing up to, to leave, she says, there's something you should know about that place is that it's a members-only club. Do you happen to have a member's card with you? I wouldn't be caught dead in that place. Why not? <laughs> I'm not that fancy, in case you couldn't tell. I prefer to just cater to anyone. You're being mm. way too modest. You look fancy to me. I am very... <laughs> I'm fancy where it counts, Mr. Darnayru. <laughs> I will talk to you more about that later. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Duval was reaching for buttons. Okay, last bell before sundown is what we need to remember on our way over there. Yeah, yeah. that was yes. a time that was written on the on the flyer. How many bells? Also, it said something about a rodeo. The Longhorn uh, the Longhorn Lounge is a popular hangout for rodeo champions. Okay. Yep. Beware. We've got monkeys with Real. clockwork arms. Trying to break into the place. Real comfortable jeans. So you you guys scoot <laughs> you guys scoot across town. Is there scoot across town music? You arrive in the Skyside area that contains the Longhorn Lounge, and it is a very fine establishment from the outside. There are columns, Greek columns. Sure, why not? They look beautiful, polished stone. It's clean. It doesn't have the same feel that the smoke side has, that grittiness. There are two rather large-looking gentlemen standing outside with bowler hats and red vests on. Uh And they have frilled white uh, shirts that are rolled up. And ruffled. Oh, right? fancy. How are we going to get in this place? These guys look like they're like they're serious business. Darnari looks at him and looks down at himself, licks his paw, wipes his face, pushes a little dirt off his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as it's going to get for me. Does, does a little bath time? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's <laughs> really leaning into the whole cat thing. Yeah. I love it. Um, and, and so, yeah, they're, they appear to be doormen mm. of, of some kind standing there. You also notice something just in general about the Skyside District is that there are fewer shield marshals patrolling this place, but there are a lot of clockwork sentries. Mm. Oh. I hate those things. Yeah. 
All right, who's got the the most charm? Can we get a membership out of this guy? I'll roll a diplomacy check. I got a 22 for diplomacy. Well, that's a pretty good roll. What do you say? Uh, Kairos um, looks at the door people, the, the these two bowler hat dudes, and says, um, I believe we have reservations for four. And a cat. That sounds like a deception. <laughs> a oh, no. Um, uh, hi, friends. I'll be more diplomatic. You can keep your same dice roll and put a deception on it if you want. No, I don't want a deception. I want a diplomacy. Oh, thank you, Kairos. For, diplomacy. Uh, I want it. Kairos <laughs> rolled a diplomacy check. Yeah, okay. Uh, hello. We would like to enter uh, this establishment. Please. So one of them takes a s- single step forward, puts his hand in his fist and says, I'm sure you would, but you aren't a rodeo champion, and so you're not going to get in. Oh. I'd like to... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm not a rodeo champion, but we (laughs) are very excited about rodeoing, (laughs) and so we're a part of a a club. Uh, We travel and get to know rodeo champions. So, here we are. Well, you're in the right place, but you're going to be watching it from the sidewalk. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd like to roll a deception check. Ooh, okay. Oh, not good. Seven, and then I have four, so that's not very good. Eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you attempt to impersonate and a r- as a member. Contestant. Yeah. <laughs> And and they look back and you and they take a step back and they say, "I haven't ever seen you here before either. I think that you should skedaddle if you don't have the right credentials to enter." That's uh, around the back or something, guys. <laughs> well, here we go. Wait, Darnay Roos says, "Kind sir, what does it take to become a member here?" Well, you need to win the rodeo. Does the rodeo perhaps start at the last bell before sundown? It does not. Where's the nearest rodeo? But (laughs) if you (laughs) head down the block and turn left on Rodeo Drive. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Nailed it. It's there on your right. And there is a tournament happening right now. Ooh, let's go! Let's go do it. We are definitely going to the road. Yes. yes. Thank you very much for your time. We will head there. Right I don't away. want to shake your hand. Okay. Oh, I no. licked my hand. Well, now <laughs> I, I I do want to shake your hand. <laughs> and the other the other bouncer at the door was like, "You shouldn't have said anything about the licking." Oh. <laughs> so you guys. Uh, <laughs> Shake sloppy hands and yep, then walk. We to definitely the, shake uh, sloppy hands. You go down a few blocks. You follow the instructions, and there is a a, a very fancy rodeo arena. Okay, <laughs> the fanciest cowboys on earth. <laughs> Yeehaw! But you do see inside of this arena. Uh, there's a there's a small crowd. You can tell that it's something that's constantly going on. But there's a tournament taking place. A rodeo tournament. Attorney, if yeah. you will. And uh, and you step up to the the gates of the rodeo attorney, and there's a there's a kind of a, a rough looking dwarf gentleman standing there, and he says, "Well, howdy. Um, the entrance fee is uh, two gold pieces, and if if you win the tournament, then the prize is is twelve gold pieces. Would you like to enter?" 
the the tournament and he kind of looks at Darnayru like really <laughs> <laughs> you, what you don't think that I can do it no I, I we've seen all kinds of, of participants do all kinds of things here at the rodeo but uh, I just saying I, I never seen one of the cat folk around here get uh, interested in it you know well to this I say ye to the ha well, he, <laughs> I guess there's a first for everything and he takes your registration fee two gold same for me I want in yeah, you're all yeah, participating. All yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. great. I absolutely so, think we get four so, champions hey, right here. You know, it's it's if you all win the tournament, it, it uh, it's twelve gold each back. So you, you spend eight gold. Okay, spend and you all gold. have your own entrance to the uh, to the tournament. <laughs> yes. Now, as you as you go around, you get to. Uh, are there any particular bulls that you'd like to ride that you're looking for? Can I? Are we? Uh, Is it one bulls that, I'm that you're win? riding? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's bulls. Ferdinand. Okay. I want to ride. You can and ride different things at a rodeo. No, and, and there's and there's Broncos and there's a mechanical chicken, and there is also mechanical chicken. Uh, for yeah. Small. Sure. And there's a dinosaur. There's a triceratops. <gasps> can I talk? But it's to not it? a T Rex. Wait. Can I talk to these you have, animals? Do you have to speak with animals yet? No. No. Shoot, you can. I need that. You know what you can do? What? Since you're interested in doing things, is a nature check. To make them more friendly. Okay, I'll do that. Or oh. or make them less friendly. Oh, to others. You should absolutely or yourself, because it is a rodeo competition after all, and you have to ride the the buckinest bronco. <laughs> I just want to know which one I'm not going to get knocked off of the easiest. All right, Darnayru finds a rather sweet looking, older, <laughs> extremely fat bull. <laughs> And chooses that one. Okay. What about you? Boned. What do you think? Robot chicken there, Mr. Balnor? Give me that chicken. Bok, bok. That's the name. Bok. That's the name on the stall. Bok, bok. bok. It's, its name is Bok, bok the Eliminator. That's what <laughs> I like it. Bok, bok. <laughs> All right. He looks like the rock. Yeah. It's it's just the rock. <laughs> the robot chicken is actually played by the rock. Yeah. He's got a chicken suit on. Yeah. And he just uh drinks his muscle juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that SNL skits that the rock did where he was like Sonic the Hedgehog or something? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, it was hilarious. What about uh what about Bucking Broncos yeah? for Kairos? Our Kairos finds a a very handsome looking, very fit looking horse. Yeah. In fact this horse is main and coat, it, it's so well mannered that it is more beautiful than most people. Wow, what I believe that. Does it use? Yeah. Why are you, why are you talking about the horse like this? <laughs> what about Luton? You jealous? Uh, you just want to ride Kalel? <laughs> can I ride Kalel? Yeah. No, I don't. I want to ride a bull. Okay. I want the mean one. You find? Oh wow! You find a bull packed away in the back corner of this. It has no friends. Pen. Yeah. <laughs> It's an incel. No I want one. the raggedy rescue bull yeah. that's been abused and you know. Yeah, you, sad, you find a bull matching angry. that description. It stomps the ground as you approach, and its, its eyes appear to be glowing red almost. It's just so filled with so much anger, and that's the one you select. Yes. All right. His name's. Maybe you should try to roll Cherish. a nature check to make that Cherish. one friendly to you. Everyone's gonna be like, "You rolled exactly. that bull." That's what I'm gonna try to do. All right. All right, go ahead and roll a nature check. All of us? Uh, no, just just Luton. 
I got the fat bowl. I want to make mine nice. Okay. Uh, 14 on the die. Whoa. Plus 10. Whoa, 24. 24. To try to Im- are you Friendly. trying to improve? I'm trying to improve his his disposition toward towards you. me. All right. Six yeah. rolls on his back and shows Total? his belly. Yeah, I want okay. to rub his belly. So Kairos, in an attempt to calm down this very majestic looking creature, uh, doesn't really get anywhere with it. It seems just as agitated and ready to murder you as you fall <laughs> off the saddle as it was before you walked up. But but Luton, the little blue fairy, walking up to a 4,000-pound animal, <laughs> um, is able to get close to it. And, and as you get close to it, there's like a stable keeper that comes up to you, and he says, Oh, I cannot believe you. You've gotten this close to him. That bull's killed 16 people. Oh, my gosh. Mm, he didn't mean to. He didn't mean to. He's misunderstood. Yeah. All right. So you guys have all picked your animals. Yeah, we have. And one at a time, as as time passes through in the tournament, your numbers all get called. I need everybody right now roll a d20. What were your results? Four. Four? Ten. Ten? Ten. Nine. Nine. And ten and ten roll again. Oh, gosh. What were your results? Fifteen. Fifteen? Seven. Seven. (laughs) Seabon. Seabon. Ah, Seabon. That's right before Egit, right? And after Sykes. Yep. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Phonetics, they're great. Greg will go first. Oh, God. Followed by Jordan, then Duval, and then lastly will be Brittany. Newton. Yeah. Your character. (laughs) No, you. Okay. (laughs) No, you. No, you. Don't say my name. Up next <laughs> in the rodeo competition, in the Skyside District of Alkenstar, a late entrant, Mr. Darny Roo. <laughs> it's Darny Roo. Riding old stinky. <laughs> Who is actively pooping as it's being put into the cage. Yeah. Uh, so I need you to roll. <laughs> An athletics check or a nature check to ride this bull. <laughs> Definitely going with an athletics check. Old stinky. Old stinky. Oh! <laughs> what did you get? I rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh, no! And I only have a plus five to my athletics, All so right. I got a six. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> old stinky, the gate opens uh, oh. to start your bull riding match <laughs> to ride old stinky. And he doesn't even, like, leave the gate. <laughs> He just he just lays down, and and that's it. And you're just able to step off of him. I said, "Yeah." Well, folks, he stayed on for eight seconds, but uh, unfortunately, the judges scored that one a one point two out of a possible ten points. Oh, great! Maybe yeah. next time, pick a more aggressive animal. <laughs> All right, next in the bull riding arena. Writing Bok Bok the Eliminator, another late entry, <laughs> Balnor. Yay! Yay <laughs> the crowd goes wild as, Bal- as the proud. gate opens on Bok Bok the Eliminator's um, charge. And <laughs> <laughs> what did you roll? <laughs> Nine total. Nine total. Because okay. we're going with the athletics. Yeah. yeah. Athletics yeah. or nature. He should do crafting. All right. You get thrown off of Bok Bok the Eliminator <gasps> immediately and take seven non-lethal damage as you slam into the ground. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, another elimination for Bok Bok. <laughs> and, and as he trots, as the, as the giant robot chicken trots back to the pen, it scratches another knot using its beak. Yes! Like one of its metal feathers. Uh, and you can see there's like, there's hundreds of little notches scratching yeah, Bok Bok the Eliminator's face. Better luck next time. <laughs> that is so great. Next up in the arena, another light entry. Mr. Kairos Duvalo. Yay! Riding the Bronconator. And nature or athletics? Uh, nature. <laughs> and it is a 13. 13. <laughs> this couldn't be going better. <laughs> oh, oh, amazing. So as, as you, uh, as the handsomest horse in all of the universe, the Bronconator, Bronconator. leaves the, uh, the gate for the beginning of your performance it immediately just bucks once just like it trots out bucks one time you go flying straight up in the air <laughs> and, and when you you land and take nine points of non-lethal damage another standard outing for the bronconator with its signature rocket you off me move <laughs> The yes. last competitor of the day. Is this, am I reading this part? A fairy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sprite. Uh, 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 the last entrance of the day, uh, uh, Luton, who will be, uh, are you kidding? <laughs> Luton, writing the Midnight Death. Midnight Death. Then we need a nature check or an athletics check from Luton. 28 total. Oh! All right. Luton coming in to save the day again. The most intense eight seconds ever recorded in the history of the bullfighting arena as the midnight death with this tiny little blue fairy rides out. And what is Luton doing? Is she sitting in the saddle like a standard rodeo champion? No, she's standing on the saddle like a rodeo goddess. And she's dancing around as the midnight death provides the greatest show on earth <laughs> bucking left right spinning the meanwhile Luton is just standing on top of her surfing <laughs> just surfing this murderous <laughs> cow head not moving at all <laughs> what a performance that was incredible Huzzah! yeah i thought for sure we'd see the 17th death but in fact <laughs> it appears we have a new champion yeah! luton Oh my gosh. Looting for the win. Glad <laughs> one of us made it. I know. So you guys are bruised and, and battered and ashamed, but uh, you follow <laughs> yeah, my, you my follow pride. the great champion of, <laughs> of the arena to collect her purse. And she, she gets Let's follow go. Yeah, Here's 12 gold. Yes. You head back to the Longhorn Lounge. Belt buckle as big as your head. (laughs) (laughs) Probably bigger. Teeny. Sure. And that will count as a uh, plus one uh, bracers of armor for Luton. Dope. Oh, cool. If you would like to adorn yourself with it. Plus one. So Luton doesn't wear armor. So. Gear. Wait, explain that for a second. So you said they're plus one bracers? Yeah. 
Wait, you can wear other pieces of armor other than just body armor? There are a lot of slots. Head, foot. Knees and toes. Head and foot. I have some research but There's to do. a butt slot, apparently. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to equip anything I think there. everyone's got one of those. Ho! Hey! Oh, <laughs> Coming in hot with the butt slot jokes? You didn't like <laughs> it, Jordan? <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's in poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> From the arena. <laughs> Okay, so you you saddle on up or sidle on up to the Longhorn Lounge, and those two great big bouncers are out there, and you present the buckle of the champion. Excuse me, sir. Does this grant us entry? Ah, oh, well, it looks like we have a new member. Welcome Plus to the one. Longhorn Lounge. Yeah. And my friends. Woo. Plus one. Of, of course. Thank you. So you guys gain entrance. Step aside, meathead. (laughs) 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 Amazing. All right, so you're inside the Longhorn Lounge. And you remember what the information that you got was that there were powder keg punks here that Mm -hmm. tried to break into the place. So just a Mm -hmm. reminder. Is there anyone in particular that you'd like to approach? The the inside of the Longhorn Lounge is very much like a private club. There's a few other rodeo champions sitting around. There's a a nice long bar. It's very chic, very very, uh, well-decorated. All of the people who work at the lounge are dressed the same as the two bouncers outside. They have that red vest. They have a sharp-looking shirt, black pants, bowler hat. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Dark Nairu will approach the bar um, and sit down and... uh, I would like one whiskey, please. All right. The the dwarf bartender uh, behind the bar says, Oh, sure thing, friend. And he pours you uh, a whiskey. And as he pours it, um, uh, Dar Nairu will look up, look at him and say, uh, How are things here at this establishment? Has anything exciting been going on lately? Well, there's not a lot of excitement here at the Longhorn Lounge, to be perfectly honest with you. For a bunch of violent, animal-riding, insane people... They keep to themselves. I suppose it's not a good idea to ride a bull injured. Mm. This is very true. Um, we may have heard that uh, someone tried to get in here who wasn't welcomed. Did you know anything about that? Well, you know what? Why don't you roll a diplomacy check? <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. Uh-oh. 7 plus 5. 13. Nope. 12, right? 12. That is seven plus five, yes. Nineteen for Okay. Dalmar. That's a better roll. What do you say? Or are you just piggybacking off of what he said? Tell me what you know. <laughs> well, I know that not too long ago there were a bunch of ruffians known as the powder keg punks who tried to break into this joint. Now they were with a they were with a member, which was frustrating Ooh. because mostly our members don't bring in folks that are Rubble causers, rabble rousers, ne'er do wells. Is that right? It is right. Is that memory here now? No, they got banned. Who was it who got banned? Well, I, I'm I don't know their name, but if you want to head on over to the uh, administration area, they could probably tell you. We'll do that. Thank you. I didn't get your name, friend. My name is <laughs> Bingo Happenstance. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bingo, very much. And I flip him a, a copper. Thank tip. you. <laughs> and you, Mr. Robot Face, kiss my butt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Bingo, Bingo has his name. Yeah. 
<laughs> Amazing. So, so we you, walk over to the administration yeah. office going, Yeah. And you see there's <laughs> there's a there's a, a dwarf woman working there and she says, uh, good evening to you. Is there something I can help with? Yes, we just uh heard that something very exciting happened where one of your members brought in some dangerous folk. We were wanting to know is everyone okay? Who was the person that got kicked out? Well, um, typically we don't allow that kind of information to be spread. You know, we we value the sanctity of information protection here at the Longhorn Lounge. I will tell you something. The people who came with that member of ours, well, they were ruffians. I remember something they said on the way out. They said... We should have met at Widget Works, whatever that means. I want to try a diplomacy check, and um, okay, Balnor will hold up some silver pieces in his fingers and rub them together and say, "How many silver pieces? How much do you value this information?" Well, I, I think about fifty of them that are silver pieces might do the trick. That's five gold. No way. Um, one, I. It is five gold. Um, very good. Only I'm learning. A, only, rolled a, only rolled a two. So before you can retract your hand, she snatches the five gold out of your, out of your Perfect. hand. <laughs> you didn't get this from me. She writes down a name on a piece of paper and hands it to you. You open up the piece of paper and yeah. you go to read the name. And you won't be able to read it until next week. I was like, we're, we're in investigator mode. I'm getting good at knowing when it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Dice of Thunder and the Dice of Thunder podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Dice of Thunder and the Dice of Thunder podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.